In a remote cavern, high on a granite mountainside, lives the last of an unnamed species. It will never know the contours of your face. You will never know its long whiskers and clever fingers. The earth will spin on, an unlikely blue gem in the beautiful silent void. Welcome to the Crypto Naturalist. friends. You know, the unknown is like a humming engine that powers the machinery of beauty. The fact that there is a huge, immeasurable gulf of unseen, uncalculated truths beyond the reach of our understanding is as rich and nourishing as the sunlight. The unknown is the sea on which we sail. It's the soil where we plant our gardens. It's what keeps us humble keeps us questing, keeps things interesting. Ignorance, like hunger, should be the driving force that makes our meals, our discoveries, all the sweeter. Folks, be thankful that there is always more to know. My motto? Treasure the new. Embrace the uncomfortable. Cultivate your curiosity like a spring garden and keep it green and growing. Why, just like the rings of a tree, discoveries are benchmarks that help map out our progress through life, give shape to our experience. On that note, let's shift from metaphor to literal here. You know, trees are just secrets that hide in plain sight. This fact seems so obvious to me that I sometimes take it for granted as common knowledge, but I suppose it bears stating it plain and simple once in a while. Trees are not what they seem. Well, they are what they seem. They're just a whole heap more on top of that. <laughs> you smell that, don't you? Yep, that's a Segway cooking. Today's adventure in strange nature brings us to the half-remembered forest, a beautiful woodland located... Well, I don't really know where it's located, but my talented Winnebago Cassandra knows, and she was kind enough to take me there. This is a little awkward, so I hope you'll bear with me. But I don't really remember the trip to the forest, or even the desire to go there. No worries. When life gives me waffles, I reach for the maple syrup. Now hang with me, fellow explorers, because I remember part of the story. And if my math's right, we can just keep collecting parts until someday we have a hole. That's just the beautiful puzzle of science right there. I never planned to go to the half-remembered forest, but I've been there before and I have a hunch that I'll be there again. The half-remembered forest tends to leave visitors in something of a fugue state. I came back to myself on a battered stretch of highway in West Texas. But I can't be sure how much time I lost. According to Cassandra, I was driving, so she wasn't aware of anything unusual about my mental state. 
She also made a rather juvenile joke about my general mental state that I will not repeat in polite company. Still, I got flashes of memory from the forest, and my dashboard was covered with post-it notes that I had written during the expedition, so I'm sure we can piece it back together. You ever gone into a room and forgotten why you went in there in the first place? Well, that's what it feels like when you arrive in the forest. I arrived just after dawn. I know because there was a pink-gray light in the sky and the birds were awakening in song. Eh, not song. Birds don't sing in the half-forgotten forest. They make a sound like heavy, rhythmic breathing, kind of like a deep sleeper. They also seem intent on making eye contact with passers-by as they vocalize. I find it's best to try to ignore them. The other sound came from a peculiar species of cicada that were counting my footsteps in the forest in a whining, buzzing voice that sounded a little like an out-of-tune fiddle. Sure, it was disturbing, but it also helped me keep hold of linear time in the forest and mark gaps in my memory. For example, I remember the buzzing count for my first 40 steps or so beneath the trees, and then my next memory had those creaking voices counting out 215. Now, I heard that cicada count in English, but other crypto-naturalists have reported hearing the count in their own native languages. It seems ridiculous to assume that cicadas can sense language preferences and are linguistic masters of all spoken tongues, so that's probably the correct explanation. The forest itself is a conventional forest, by which I mean the trees are made of wood, rooted in the ground, they drink in sunlight and carbon dioxide, and produce oxygen as a byproduct of photosynthesis. By all appearances, it's a typical deciduous forest. Oak, maple, hickory... But they also eat secrets. Mm. It's more accurate to say they traffic in secrets. They both consume and release secrets. As you walk through the forest, the trees tell you things and extract things from you. I tried to write down both the secrets I'd learned and the secrets I gave up during my time in the wood, but not all of my notes make sense. Hey, speaking of strange writings, how about a little poetry? It's time for our Hidden Lore segment. Today's Hidden Lore comes in the form of two poems by Eric Fisher Stone. Fly Language Jazzing heat with wings, they smudge rooms and rub pinprick hands in washing prayer. People swat their gadding specks to kill them, but they live on in maggots like blisters, chewing guts of a dead rat. Bottle, fruit, and horseflies. Glimmer emerald, ruby, or onyx black. The air's jewelry. The faint tasers of their voices sing epics no one translates. Somewhere. A drunk astronaut has whiskey stills on the moon. Somewhere a clown is dreaming. Ghosts lick the abandoned trolley. Freight trains smash through clots of gnats frosting gutters. The spider's mind is a volcanic flower. 
Inchworms tiptoe plums that bruise like fists, beating themselves purple against time. The fish heart siphons in a well. In 1748, a child was born no one remembers. One novelist wrote a beautiful book, burned by a dictator. Cro-Magnons painted caves before generations forgot their language. Light from the pinwheel galaxy is older than humankind. An undiscovered planet bears deep oceans no traveler descends. Somewhere a song is heard in a snail's wet sound. My, oh my, these poems are right up my alley. They seem to celebrate the untouchable loveliness of things that can't or simply won't ever be known. I don't know, listeners. It seems like we might be perilously close to having a theme for this week's episode. Eric Fisher Stone is originally from Fort Worth, Texas although now lives in Ames, Iowa, as a third-year MFA candidate in creative writing and the environment at Iowa State University. His poems have appeared in about 20 journals, including The Hopper, The Lyric, and Jersey Devil Press. His first full-length poetry collection, The Providence of Grass, has just appeared in print, published by Chatterhouse Press. If you enjoy this show, I expect it's worth your time to seek out more of Eric's work. Beneath the trees and their breathy birds, the cicadas count climbed toward 300. That's when the trees began to whisper in the dark within my skull. I seem to have organized my notes by the cicadas' footstep count. The first note reads as follows. 292. Once I was a mossy cave, uncharted, full of slick, wet noise. The crawling things named me a name of inner circles. Of course, the problem is, I didn't note if this was a secret I heard or a secret I gave up. Once you tell a secret to the trees, it leaves your memory. So, unfortunately, I can't be sure. Here's a sampling of some more of the notes here. 366. I am the second son of a king, though none alive could tell you my name. 409. I told Sarah I was certain I had turned the stove off before we left. I wasn't certain at all. 525. The bluebirds have seen what I am, but we have an uneasy peace for now. 574. I spent lifetimes trying to count the stars. I failed, but if I could go back, I wouldn't do a thing differently. 701. There's something written on my back. I can feel it there, but I'm too afraid to find a mirror and see what it says. 803. I don't plan to leave this forest, and I'm afraid the others know it. I have a couple dozen of these notes, and, at best, I remember writing down about a quarter of them. I remember the building heat of noon beneath the trees, and spotting a colony of bright red ants climbing up the bark of a sugar maple. Every single ant was wearing a little white paper mask with no eye holes. At one point, late in the day, I think, 
I found the skeleton of a mouse with teeth made of blue glass. And that's about it. That's all I remember. The human brain is a wondrous organ. Sometimes it seems as tough and dauntless as a charging rhinoceros. Other times it's like a fragile, fickle machine built of smoke and cobwebs. I can't even guess at what memories I lost during my time in the half-remembered forest, though Cassandra reports that you waited two full days before driving beneath the trees to retrieve me. The last note I have reads, 49,433. I lied about the volleyball match. I didn't forget. I just didn't want to go. I'm pretty sure that last one wasn't one of my secrets because I have long believed that volleyball is just a myth. The unreliable nature of memories can be frustrating, even frightening, but it can also be a somber reminder to live in the moment and appreciate your experiences as they unfold. Plus, it's a wonderful quality of language that we can capture our experiences and share them with one another. On that note, I got a transmission a few hours ago from a Chicago-based crypto-naturalist that I think you folks might find interesting. Here, take a listen. Max Dean transmitting on crypto-naturalist frequency 11-58-1. They're doing it again. Earlier tonight, I saw tens of thousands of fireflies coalesce into a ball about 50 feet in the air above Oz Park. It, it looked like a ink spot against the nickel gray sky. The clump just hovered there. Just, <laughs> just hovered there, an insectoid planet. And then it flashed with a yellow-green intensity that left an afterimage when I looked away. Nothing about this behavior makes sense. Fireflies shouldn't be able to press together like that and remain airborne. They, they also typically don't synchronize their bioluminescence in this part of the world. It gets weirder. After the flash, there were a dozen answering flashes up in, uh, uh, in, the, in the cloud bank. Those flashes were cornflower blue, smelled like ozone. They rumbled in my chest like a subwoofer. I saw this cycle repeat. I, I don't know how many times. I lost track of the minutes. It's, it's almost dawn now. I got home a few minutes ago and I saw that I, <laughs> I had a rash in the shape of a Roman numeral three on my forehead. Not sure what that signifies. <laughs> I also have the music of Hamilton running through my head on a loop, but that's probably not related to Fireflies and Peggy. I plan to look for the phenomenon again tomorrow night, but I wanted to share what I saw just in case. Stay safe out there. Max signing off. Well now, how about that? I have no explanation for that. <laughs> and isn't that exhilarating? Maybe I'll just mosey on up to the Windy City. Until next time... Remember, we're all strange animals, so act like it. A very special thanks to Adel Refai for being the voice of Max Dean. You can listen to Adel on one of my favorite podcasts, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Also, check out his new podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle, 
I just listened to the first episode and the show is a lot of fun. A few of you kind folks have asked about helping to support the Crypto Naturalist show. I truly appreciate it. Now, this isn't a pledge drive or anything, but if you want to kick in a few dollars to help with the show's expenses, just visit patreon.com slash crypto naturalist. Donors will find bonus content, including a bonus episode I recently released, and there's more to come in the near future. Naturalist is written and performed by Jared K. Anderson. Our theme song is Banish Misfortune, played by Andrew Collins. For more information about Andrew's music, visit andrewcollinstrio.com. For information on how to submit poetry or prose for the Hidden Lore segment, visit the About section of cryptonaturalist.com. Find us on Facebook or on Twitter at CryptoNature. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Stay curious, stay wild, stay weird. <laughs>